Hey, King. Hey, Beard. Uh, coming off a great weekend. Great show. Great snow. No. <laughs> Make it end. <laughs> let it, oh, let it end. Uh, something we hope will never end. You landed the big fish, King. Sane oh. Riley on the podcast. Super excited. I know you've been talking about his podcast for a long time. We've been really excited to talk some, uh, maybe some D&Ds, maybe some meats, some treats, some feats. Hey, you know, normally the beard is king of gits, but this time, your King Ginger stepped out of his comfort zone and reached out to a guy he admires and is a big fan of his work, and we were lucky enough to be joined by the Zane Riley, and we're going to talk about it all. So, hey... Gird your loins. Yeah, because this is the hard rub with Zane Riley and Heel Turn Radio. Especially them pork loins. Yo, yo. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. And we're back with Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, man, I'm living the dream, uh, doing podcasts, as it seems to be my new uh, all-the-time thing to be doing. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you went the route of a weekly podcast. How, how much regret I is there? Fucked up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is the dumbest idea. Uh at the time, I thought it'd be a, it'd be a far easier task to get people, because uh, I do keep like a busy weekend schedule as far as travel, uh, like to shows and stuff. And I was like, oh, I can get multiple people. I can do, uh, you know, I can get multiple people one night. I, I can get multiple people all weekend. So like, I'm gonna, I can have like four, five, six, or seven in a can, just kind of sitting there. So like, <laughs> I make one loop in a weekend, and I've got a month and a half done. Suck it, everybody that goes by weekly, and that is. That is not how that shit worked out yeah, at yeah. all. <laughs> oh no! Uh, originally, originally when I was going to do it, it was going to be like the entire podcast beginning to end was going to be uh, at most thirty minutes. And then I did the very first one, and it was like almost an hour. And I was like, "Well, it was the first one, you know, working out the kinks." And then now I'm hitting like an hour and a half on some, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> that was a pipe dream that never lasted." <laughs> you you can't cut those stories short though. No, not at all. And you can't rush through that stuff because some of it's like you, you get into certain ruts with people like they're not ruts really, like you get on certain like tangents with people so you can't stop there. But then I really like I don't like to sit in the wrestling aspect of it for like a whole time. Like I wanna get into like their normal like what makes them a normal person. And so like when you really get going into that, that's even even harder to stop because like if you don't get every bit of it you haven't you haven't learned anything about the person and so the podcast itself would have been pointless in my mind yeah i feel like we kind of have the luxury of when we invite people in and we're not doing it at a show we can sit there and we tape two episodes in a in an evening but we're taping for four hours so you know if something goes a little long or you know we get into that 
I think we tape a, a 15 minute segment and then talk for like 45 minutes off the segment uh, about everything else and then my other favorite is like hey you're gonna turn this off right so we can just talk for a little bit because I don't want you to record this <laughs> I might say some stuff that might get me kicked off Twitter or something oh oh yeah well uh, it's usually it may it may get me where I'm not gonna be booked anymore <laughs> there you go and, and that's what you, you can't have that. And, like, you guys get to do the phone-in thing. Mine is, like, I do mine live with the person, like, face-to-face. Uh, so I think I'm going to have to look into the phone thing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, like, uh, now, then i got to figure out, A, what the fuck I'm doing. Because, like, I've been doing this other podcast with Man Scout Jake Manning for about two years. And I was like, all right, man, you're doing all this. Like, I come, I talk, I watch what it was we were supposed to watch. Like, I do that, and then I talk to you, and then everything else you fucking take care of. Yeah, you guys and have a great producer. I, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it's a guy from Squirrel 6 Studios. Uh, I think his name his name might be Dan. It could be John. <laughs> I could get way off. John Dan. Uh, we'll call him John Dan. John Dan, you know. John Dan. John Dan, John Dan. Yeah, John Dan does a hell of a job. <laughs> He'll fix you up right. He's a, a fantastic. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I can say that our our very high tech uh, setup here is a generic uh, <laughs> Jenga tower, which we have Ben's phone uh, uh, perched on, and then we have our uh, Blue Yeti microphone on a piece of uh, foam to keep it from uh, picking up anything on the table, and that is the remnant of I think an old uh, dice, set. dice set, and then uh, we have it hooked yep. up to my laptop, which is sitting here right next to our. 1919 root beer and a bunch of uh, D&D miniatures and, and other, uh, you know, illicit devil-inspired paraphernalia, as it were, you know. Oh, man, that's real cool. Hell yeah, hell Satan, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Blue Yeti, uh, if you're looking for a good mic, it's unwieldy, it's yeah. big, but for 100 bucks, it's kind of the shit. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, I'll have to look into that for sure. Like, when I was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to do my own, my own podcast by myself, I was like, oh, I'll just buy the podcast equipment I need. Like, what what's... How hard could that be? And then I went and I was like, oh, fuck, no. Uh, so, like, I Frankenstein some shit together. And then uh, I was like, no, I'll just edit my own podcast. How hard could that be? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, that, like, we both learned through using Audacity. And, boy, Audacity. Which is what I use. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible, but, man, is it finicky. And does it uh, have its moments where you want to... Uh, throw a baby out of a window <laughs> uh, luckily I haven't ran into any problems with audacity uh, so because I, I use it basically just to edit I don't use it to record oh that's I, I record uh, onto uh, I think I have like a task cam nice, oh, nice. Uh, like just a corner uh, recorder that I, I can hook in to my computer and I just take it and just use it to edit the file I don't even I don't record it into it because I've heard so many horror stories. <laughs> yeah, we've had. And it's only gonna take one time for that to happen, and then I'm just like, all right, well, I just quit my podcast. So we've we've been in the middle of commentary during a live event and had audacity shit out on us, and I've literally looked over and seen the beard, aka James, look like he was ready to murder someone. Yeah, was not was not very happy. That, well, that oh. happened once, and we lost an entire like two parter anniversary uh, episode. Yep. Um, with one of our friends who trained for a little while down with Harley Race and had this story uh-huh. about, you know, kind of 
running low on money and having to go home and then making his way back down to the cities to have more opportunities and all this like super heartfelt stuff and we went in and it wasn't audacity it was uh microsoft king's computer decided that microsoft 10 was going to be installed and it was going to be installed (laughs) before we saved the episode so we're sitting around shooting the shit uh just here in the in the basement and uh yeah i I, you know i was ready to take that computer and office space it in in your driveway Uh, i can i can imagine so the worst the worst i've come to is like uh and knock on wood this is the worst thing that's occurred uh so with the task cam like you hit record once and it it just kind of puts it on a hold to where you can check levels and stuff and you press record again to actually start recording. And I was uh, recording Jakob Hammermeyer, and we talked for like 10, 15 minutes, and I realized that I had never hit record the second time. We had just been yelling and telling <laughs> jokes into the fucking ether. Yeah, we've done that once or twice as well. <laughs> I, I listened to that episode. I don't think I've missed a single episode of, uh, cool. uh, of Extra Talented. It's been absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. And um, I would say the exact same thing about... About uh, how did this get booked? I find that to be delightful. I really appreciate it, man. All the time. We uh, we just did two episodes uh, yesterday, last night. Uh, one where uh, we talk about like pop culture, like wrestling in pop culture, like movies, and then we do one with like a local comedian. And last night we did uh, wrestling with my family, the new Page movie, like the movie, not the documentary, and then uh, Slamboree two thousand. So that, was, that was my night last night of just talking about good wrestling. That's, yeah, uh, you're a you're it's quite the pair. You're you're a my you're in my boat. You're a you're a WCW NWA guy. Yeah, I was. See, I didn't grow up in Minnesota, so I I don't. Uh, you grow up? I grew up in Southeast Kansas, right down right down <laughs> by that Manson Nixon line. Okay, hell yeah. Right on the buckle of the Bible Belt, the real frightening <laughs> stuff. Even lower than Manning living growing up in Iowa. <laughs> Anyone people? How come you have so many people there? Yeah. Oh, they're scary people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember we talk about all the time it, going upstairs to my bedroom on a little TV I bought from mowing lawns and turning the volume <laughs> all the way down to one uh, at 6.05 and watching the Superstation so my Hell parents yeah. didn't know. Because otherwise, they would be not be very unhappy of my love of Nikita Koloff, the Road Warriors, <laughs> Jim Cornette. Big, big burly sweaty men, yeah. Jim Cornette. Uh, they, would, they would have not been down with that. My, my dad was in it. Like, my dad was into it. So oh. like, it uh, he, he was into it, and then like when I got really into it, he was like on the outswing. He's like, alright, it's kind of whatever at this point. Yeah. Uh, Cause this, like, he was old in WA and all that shit. And then, like, when I was, you know, a child getting into it, it started to be like around the early '90s when I was like super hard into it. And then that's when it started kind of going out the window for him. So then it was just like, well, I mean, I guess I'll watch it with you. It'll shut you the fuck up. So I guess that's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents didn't like even the sports I played and was good at. So I, I played football in high school and college and a little bit after college, and they did not like that. So oh, man. they were like, get your face My in the book. Would have fucking died if I don't, he would have loved me to play football. But yeah, they were just like, I nope. two years in high school, and it was the shit set. It was terrible. Uh, no, they, they, didn't enjoy ba- they didn't enjoy me playing basketball, soccer, anything. Maybe track, because <laughs> it was over quick. 
That'd be, I, I just don't want to go to these games. Yeah. My dad went to a couple wrestling matches and was like, all right, well, I've been enough to where you can say I'm a supportive father, right? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can remember them going to a game was when I was a freshman, I played uh, I played in a varsity game, started against a guy who was all-state left tackle and played for Nebraska for two years after high school, <laughs> and he beat me senseless. I, my, my mom said at one point, she's like, why were you grabbing him by the leg? <laughs> I was like, because I got tired of getting thrown into the secondary like I was a child. I wanted him to stop hitting me. Yeah, it was like that. I was like, this is worse than the beatings you guys give me. Someone call Child Protective Services. Yeah, on this dude that keeps beating the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was like 260 pounds and I was getting my ass whooped. So yeah, they, they were not sports fans. So wrestling would not have been up their uh, not have been up their alley. No. So beyond wrestling, though, I know from listening to podcasts, you are also uh, an avid Dungeons and Dragons enthusiast. I am. I am very much so, and that's like a new thing for me. Yeah, I kind of uh, remember was... hearing that on the podcast where you were like, oh, "I got to do that this weekend. I got D and D." Yeah, like I was like. Um... Because I, like, I do so much, like, not just wrestle, like, and not just podcasts. Like, I have so much wrestling-related things that I do that, like, uh, I had, like, no other extracurricular activity that wasn't wrestling-related. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get into D&D. Like, why not? Because uh, I played, like, once when I was a kid and loved it. Uh, and But then that was it. And, like, I didn't know anybody else to play. So I just went around for a long time trying to figure out how to play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh and then found, like, Adventure League stuff and, like, went to a couple local comic book stores and, like, went to the first one. Uh, and I went to, the, like, the very first time I ever played, I went to this place in Concord, North Carolina, and played. Uh, and the dude, like, there was, like, seven people. And the one dude that was, like, real nice to me was a big cocksucker to everybody else. <laughs> and I was like, like I don't want to keep playing here because I don't want to be just that guy's friend and everyone else not want to play with me. <laughs> Yeah, like they secretly hated you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm gonna get heat for this. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get like heat from association, so I didn't go play there anymore. Uh, I then I found a couple other places that were a little bit closer to me, and then uh, I was playing like three, four times a week if I could, but like different places, like different adventure zone or adventure zone, uh, adventure league places. Uh, uh, so I was playing real, real hardcore. It's been like I had to take a little time off. Not had to take time off, just I. Uh, one of the DMs stopped at a, a store I played, uh, and there just wasn't room at tables anymore, and I was driving like half an hour to go and then find out I couldn't play. And so I was like, well, I don't think I'm just going to fucking kind of hang back and wait for some more friends to get into it. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I didn't really start playing until a couple of years ago, so, you know, I was, I think I'm maybe a couple years older than you, but, but we're right around the same age, and I had never yeah. played, played, uh, Magic the Gathering or other things like that when I was younger, but never mm-hmm. kind of got into D and D. And and uh, King was like, "Hey man, you should come play in this group. I'm running. You should keep come play in this group." And I was like, "No, nah, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that." And then finally, I went and played, and it was like that. It was like I would like to join all of the groups that you're affiliated with <laughs> and any other groups that might will, be available. I will make all the time for it now. Yeah. I don't need anything else besides this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, uh, a, like it's storytelling that I don't have to go out and, and pay 15 bucks for, you know. Mm-hmm. 
when I, <laughs> before I found the last place I started going, which was a far better mix, uh, the place right before uh, we would go, and a lot of people would show up. And, like, I've played maybe two or three times. Like, played, played two or three times. And, like, we would go, and no DMs would show up. Oh, so just people wanting to play and no DMs and then no DMs and then one day I was like fuck it I'll do it how do you do it nice <laughs> and then and then they're like alright well here's how you do it I was like alright here we go boys let's see what happens yeah <laughs> uh, and then so but so then like then I would be like the only DM that would show up and like it was cool and all but then like the people that I, the chain like I never kept a constant group and so it was really hard to kind of like get to know anybody or like get comfortable with anybody so each time like a brand new like the very first time yeah, and that was just kind of that's tough. Uh, and I wanted like the, the both like I don't mind DMing, but I'd like to play some too. And that just like couldn't find the median there. That's a really hard too. I I think uh, I don't run too much module stuff, and I don't uh, do uh, Adventures League. I homebrew almost everything, and I for, mainly for the reason you get a chance to you're 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 putting off the blood, sweat, and tears in it, so. You get to build everything from the ground up. Um, you need that storytelling component. And you need that buy-in because if, if they're just yeah. showing up to to murder, well, I got board games. We can do that. Yeah, I don't have to put so much work. In I get to play too. Then yeah, yeah, and then I, yeah, we can co-op something and just go around and murder. But yeah, you know, I, I I thoroughly enjoy when you get somebody and they. They they figure it out pretty quickly, and then a couple months in, all of a sudden they're they're telling you their life their their character's life story, like oh that's my uncle from my sister <laughs> second brother removed, and he got out of jail and just got all, just watching them spin this yarn that goes on yeah. and on and on, <laughs> and it gets pretty. I mean I don't I've been playing basically my whole life, so it's. It's been pretty uh, cool to see it get popular again. Because I, yeah, I, I, I'm old enough of... to have lived through the satanic panic. And, <laughs> and Hell yeah. Luckily, luckily, my parents were like, yeah, um, I know you're not, like, worshipping Satan. You guys just like polyhedral dice and talking about <laughs> and talking about dumb shit. So we're okay with this. You're doing a lot of reading. If it, if it keeps you off the football field, then please go. Girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the, the only bad thing is my friends who played, they were like, we can't tell anybody about this shit. <laughs> like all your football buddies are like... Well, that was the thing. It was like a small no. small group of football buddies and a couple of my friends that I played basketball with, and they were the core group, but it was like dead quiet about it. You never talked about it. It was like Fight Club. I was about to say it's Fight Club out here. Yeah, that, that and comic book collecting. You never talked yeah. about it. It was one of those things like behind closed doors was like, so I want to trade all my issues of Marvel team up. Like, all of them. Like, all 100 issues. What, what will you give me for them? Well, I'll give you the fact that I'll, I will give you, like, 45 issues of Amazing Spider-Man, and I won't tell anyone about this. And I'll shut my mouth. What you got there? Yeah, exactly. We will never speak of this Balls again. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> That's right. I will tell all the cheerleaders, you're getting nothing this yes. weekend. It's already bad enough. You're a tubby lineman. <laughs> yep. They don't believe a damn thing. I'm the quarterback, and you're telling them I collect comic books. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so when you're playing, what are you what are you generally playing? Which what's your uh, uh, what's your go to? Arcane, Arcane Trickster Rogue. I'm a level like nine right now, level ten. Woo. What race? Yeah. 
uh, a human variant. Human variant. Interesting. Yeah. Have you just played uh, that, or have you uh, bounced around a little bit and tried some things out? I, so the last time I did Adventure, Adventure League, like, it had been, like, people I've been playing with for a while, and we were all like, hey, we're going to start uh, a weekend, like, tier one, level one group. I was like, yeah, it'd be fun to kind of get in and just dick around with other other characters, and, like, each weekend we would just start a brand new character just to kind of feel what that was like. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so, like, my very first one was, like, uh, a dwarven barbarian called John Cenagar. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I almost spit yep. root beer up. <laughs> yep. John Cena Gar. That's so good. So quick wrestling related question. When did John Cena start morphing into Ernest P. Worrell? Brother, right? <laughs> I thought he was going to go JBL there for a minute. But yeah. No, he went straight Ernest. He went straight to camp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to become a doctor of thugonomics so he can go to jail. <laughs> Please. Now, when he does Scared Stupid, though, I'm all on board. John Cena is, like, legit one of my favorite wrestlers because he's amazing. And Scared Stupid's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so I can make this happen in some sort of weird uh, weird thing. Oh, my God. If, if I could get – so I've got three ideas for movies all through the WWE, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah, like WWE Studios. Like, we've had enough Marines. Could we have a couple <laughs> yeah. John Cena scared right. stupid and John yeah, Cena goes to camp? Wait. Come on. Yep. <laughs> John Cena goes to camp. <laughs> all, all, like, just licenses to print money. Well, I would ask you, too, uh, where does Pee Wee fit in that? Because I've seen some matches where you straight up bust into the Pee Wee dance. Uh, I actually have a Pee Wee Herman tattoo. Uh, so that is that's beautiful. metal as fuck. <laughs> straight up, straight up. It, it's Pee Wee Herman ripping out of my butt, and it's a slut over it. Uh, I used to work in tattoo shops when I was a lot younger, so we had a lot of free time until the winter time. And that's like, hey, some. This on your butt, and I was so like, I, hey, we totally should. So I know Pop Bop doesn't listen to this. That's what we refer to Eric. My voice just popped like I was 12 years old. Yeah. Um, I know that Pop Pop, which is what we refer to as Eric Cannon What as, you refer to as Eric Cannon. Um, our Uncle Eric doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, um, why are you not on first wrestling shows? So funny you say that. Uh, the other day he messaged uh, me and Caleb Conley and Jake Manning like in a group chat. And it was like, hey, guys. I have a buddy that's coming um, out your guys' way. He's looking for a couple of shows just to go and see. He's like, if you guys know any place to go on these dates, here they are. I appreciate it. And I go, yeah, man. And I've, I've done some stuff with him at Fest and stuff yeah, uh, yeah. You know, over the years. And then as soon as he's like, oh, man, thank you guys so much. I appreciate us. And I, my reply was, it's cool, man. We're ready to come to First Wrestling whenever you're ready. <laughs> his reply was, ha, 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 winky face. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to tell with that with that young wizard. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. No one knows. He's an enigma. Uh, but now, now that I got a little, uh, like I'm a one of the guys that helped run the Supercon stuff, and we're using him as a character. Nice. Uh, now I'm gonna start. Like, so if you really want to stick around doing this stuff, uh, Papa Riley's gonna need a little bit of a back rub here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna need to be, be on a Wrestlepalooza. Oh, <laughs> start man. Love, and I will have no qualms. That would be amazing. Speaking of rough, because it's not like I don't ask for a lot of money whatsoever. Because like my 
my student job and all that stuff, I, I am financially fine. So, like, I would much rather just have these, go to these fun places, have these fun matches. A lot of the times, I'll just fucking fly myself because I, I hate driving and I hate, I hate riding. Uh, so, yeah, like, I'm real easy to work with on that front. <laughs> I just want to go. Speaking of rubs, let's take a quick break and then let's come back and talk rubs and marinades. Man, hell yeah. That's the Be best segue we, we've ever transitioned on. <laughs> we are live with Zane Riley. We'll be back right after this. back with one half of the revolt also the man with all the rubs and marinades zane riley one of them one of that's true hey it's here that that's true the man with the stash also a big must also a big uh, rub and marinade enthusiast you know me and me and man scout we talk about all the time meat parades man you can't look guys it's 2019 (laughs) you can't just go in there with some salt and pepper these days and just throw that on some meat, call it a day. All right, look, this isn't the Roos Chris Steakhouse. Sometimes you got to go to Walmart or Myers. I don't know what you guys have. You go there, you buy the job or chicken. That shit's tough. You what you need? You get you a little bit of this really good uh, McCormick's chimichurri marinade. Oh. You throw that in a bag, you throw that in there for 24 hours. Put your little electric, t- uh, electric thermometer in there. Let that thing go. Low and slow, baby. Low and slow, and you're going to have some of the best chicken you've ever had, and that's just going to last you a week and a half. As far as being good to eat, you're going to eat it in like two days. And we got to make sure we're friends on Instagram because I'll, I'll put up some serious meat porn. On we, the, we, uh, we are for sure because I, I just uh, I accepted this a while ago. We got some slow slow mo some slow mo meat porn from uh, from the from the uh, fall that the beard and I put up on from the smoker. Um, What's your so you're a low and slow guy, chicken? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I prefer steak, but I do I as a fat guy I try to eat less red meat, but I, <laughs> I love a steak. But so uh, maybe a little bit of pork, but definitely I, I eat way more chicken than anything. But I'm I'm a bigger steak guy. What's your uh, preferred cut of steak? <laughs> uh, I fucking love prime rib. Oh. I get it everywhere I go uh, if they have it, and usually they don't. Every time I go to wherever, like a Longhorn or what have you, that sells prime rib, I'll order prime rib, uh, knowing that my heart's about to be broken, and nine times out of ten it is. <laughs> uh, go for prime rib, but I, I fall onto a ribeye. Good fatty marbled ribeye. It's a way to do it. Are you a, uh, so so you're a chimichurri guy. What, what yep, else? Yep, that's, so chimichurri is on my chicken. I keep my chimmy, keep my chicken chimmy. Uh, it's like a bare naked lady song. Keep that. Um, it it really is. I can definitely born. see them singing that. I 
can hear it. Yep. You have a drumstick and your brain starts ticking. Play that song here at some point. Uh, <laughs> done uh, and done. So, done. And the John Cena theme song. Anywhere you want. <laughs> Which um, one? The, yes. the, the, the newest one. The, ah. uh, the Rapido. <laughs> That one. Not the doctor uh, of thugonomics. Don't don't fucking question me. You know what one. <laughs> <laughs> we used to uh, call out the doctor of pork. I don't have health insurance. I don't. I don't have health insurance, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still an independent wrestler, even though my shoot job's okay. Um, so yeah, I'm doing Jimmy Trail and Chicken here last. I did all my porks. I did uh, a mango jerk rub. Oh, uh, it's real good. Uh, it's real, real, real good. Uh, and then a brown sugar on my a brown sugar marinade on my steak. Oh, and you're really? Yeah, man. That's in. So you'll probably get a pretty good crust on that then. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, so like Man Scout, he has a straight up grill. I live in an apartment, so like we're not. We can't have a good, a good man heavy duty grill like that. Like I don't get I don't get a Tim Taylor. Grill here, but I do have a nice little. I do have a nice little electric grill that'll go up to like six hundred degrees. Ooh. That I can I, I can throw down on that'll they'll chart up real nice. Yeah, my grill I've had so, since as long as we've owned this house, or as long as we've lived here. So I need a new grill pretty desperately. It's about yeah. ten years old, um, but I'll go hot side, cold side, and yeah, yeah, the indirect indirect heat. Um, so I'll get yep. my sear on. So if it's pork. I'll usually do a lot of rub with uh, a, like, a, I'll either do the overnight and sometimes McCormick's, uh, it, whatever, I'll, I, if McCormick's has got it for a buck, I'm buying it. McCormick's, it, that's the brown sugar uh, rub that I use. That it, shit is awesome, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever, I don't even care. I'll just buy their whatever packet it is and I'll eventually mm-hmm. get to it. Um, yeah. But generally with pork, I'll rub it with uh, mustard. Okay. And then with whatever dry I'm gonna use, so like a what kind of what kind of mustard are we doing? Are we just, doing like just plain, are we doing a yellow? Plain yellow, unless I've got okay. like a cheap fancy mustard sitting around, like a okay, um, like especially if I got a spicy brown or something, like a ham from a smoke a ham. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll go with like a brown sugar, um, and then some something kind of hot, probably like a cayenne, uh, a I little like bit that. of paprika to get some color in it, uh, a yeah. lot of garlic, a lot of onion powder. Um, but if we're going chicken, my wife really likes this garlic and herb McCormick's like uh just like shaker. So we'll set that overnight in, um, olive oil and then drain off the excess because she'll just do like breasts, uh, skinless, boneless breasts, and then hit it with the rub at the end. Pretty heavy. Um, and then steak, it's just whatever's available. I, I'll go pub rub. Um, I'll take the brine off of pickled jalapenos sometimes in a bag. Um, sometimes I'll just use Italian seasoning, like dre- Italian dressing. Uh, yeah. You can use a lot of good stuff. Uh, I always find steak will take just about anything. Um, uh, there's a, so, once, uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's a beer rest, a beer place that has like hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of beers. And like, that's all they have. It's like a bar you can also buy oh nice and i went to one and they had a habanero beer called oh. ghost space killer and they're like, oh give me that and so i got it and i didn't take it to drink i took it and uh I just poured it poured it all in a big bowl and soaked chicken in it for two days oh 
and he didn't eat shit after that. Like I didn't, I didn't need salt. I didn't need any type of any type of like spice to it. This beer got there, man. It was juicy. It was hot. It was awesome. Do some beer beer can chicken with that as well. You know, I've never done a beer can chicken. I've had it like at all these places, but I've never done one myself. They're real easy. They're yeah. real, real easy. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. That's just the uh, put a put a beer can up at. A chicken, right? Yeah, that, just that, up in the oven. cavity, about uh, about a half filled right. beer. I usually like will take it the night before. You should and... buy it a drink first, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you buy a twelve pack, you drink eleven of them. Yeah, and I yeah. got one to make a chicken. Consent is key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to spit on that beer can before you put it in that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> gotta oil it up. The other one I like to use yeah. with with red meat is uh, balsamic uh-huh. vinegar, Worcestershire. Really. Yeah, balsamic. Yeah, oh. Let it set. As a for, kid, man, oh. I could drink Worcestershire straight from the bottle. Oh yeah, let it set for twenty four, and that balsamic mm-hmm. will get in there. Oh, your your red meat will taste real, real robust. It'll okay. I mean, same thing you can do it with. Um, oh, what's the big mushrooms? Um, portobello. Portobello. Yeah, you do that with portobello, and it tastes like you're eating beef. Oh man, I'm, that's well, that's gonna happen this weekend. <laughs> yeah, just, and you don't even need the best balsamic. You just need a good balsamic. You can even reduce yeah. it a little bit first if you got the time and energy. I got time. <laughs> I got I got time for for meat. And I then do whatever we need. And then that cracked black pepper. All that cracked okay. black pepper. Um, right at the mill. Yeah, if you got a mill, yeah. I'm, oh, I got it. Uh, just <laughs> cracking it, it will crack away. If, I, yeah, if I'm if I'm going to do it fast, I'll also sometimes uh, do an outside rub with uh, just Parmesan. Like, just, like, just par- like, like that, Parmesan? Like, like shitty like Parmesan, just the powdery Parmesan cheese. Really? Okay. Yeah. If I'm going to quick, if I'm going to quick sear a steak. A I, steak? Okay. Yeah. I will Parmesan gonna... crust it, or sometimes I'll do it with a pork chop, and then okay. hit it, but the, the, you got to have your heat's got to be real high. And then move yeah, it over to that cool side of the grill. All that cheese burns up. Yeah, and then hit okay. it over to the cool side of the grill to let it just kind of get the indirect heat. Because I also throw some smoke, some wood chips on there to let that um, okay get some smoke on there. Beard's giving me a look like I'm blaspheming. Yeah, I gotta try it. I gotta try it, man. I ended. I'm gonna, I'm gonna how many times have we grilled together? I ain't never seen that. I've done it a couple times. I'm. I also. I got a. I got a smoker a couple years ago. Electric smoker. And that uh-huh. that thing I live I live by that thing. It's it's the best. Oh man. You fire that good. up, just uh-huh. let it go. You don't have to mess with it. The temperature sets itself. Put your meat on, walk away. I was just reading an article about how um, people pick up each other's accents like when they're talking as a means of like uh, like creating empathy, it's like something we do subconsciously. You do it body language and you too. and you being from Kansas and my dad being Texan and me living in Mississippi for five years, I feel like I feel like this conversation has gotten <laughs> southern real quick. I feel like, we used to always say like when my dad went down and visited his family, he'd come back and he'd have the y'alls. Yeah. He'd be like, Oh yeah. dad, you got a bad case of the y'alls. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's just all of us eventually. It's gonna be grunting and like. <laughs> uh, but we're no. We're gonna. We're gonna know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, nobody else. All these non-meat tenderizing people out there listening to your podcast. They're not gonna know. Dude, are you a Kimberly's tenderizer? Not gonna get it at all. She's a vegan. So. 
Do, do, you, do you tenderize? It's a personal uh, question. It depends on if I need it. Usually, I don't. I don't. I don't get to a. I'll, I'll spend a little couple extra uh, shekels to get the nice, the nicer bit of meat. Really need to tenderize too much. I bought a uh, I bought a couple different like implements real cheap. I bought one that's like a roller, and it's got little. Did you get the pounder. Yeah, and I have one that's like the the little spiky blades. It looks like something mm-hmm. that you could uh, kill somebody with. You press down and uh-huh. the blades pop out. Oh what? Oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> slick. Because uh, I'll use it to make no, chicken funny. parm for my wife too. So. Oh okay. Because that way I don't have I to make a mess. Parm. Yeah, because I, I like I do my I get my chicken parm on. Also, never had your chicken parm. It's good. Well, chicken, chicken parm, parm. Yeah. Anytime, chicken, man. Chicken parm, parm. I'll be a tenderoni. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, if I cook that parm, we're getting the cuddle on. That uh, Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For chicken parm? You kidding me? <laughs> Shit. Twice on Sundays. Oh. Yep. So you talked about uh, hitting up comic book stores for D and D earlier. You uh, you're an avid yep. comic book guy. Uh, so I used to have a uh, fucking problem. Um, like, I I still keep up uh, knowledge wise, but I can't buy comic books anymore. Uh, not since the accident. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I so when I was younger and had uh, I was a lot worse with my money and uh, had all this disposable income. I would spend easy a hundred dollars, one hundred twenty dollars a week oh, yeah. at the comic book store. And like, but go every week. So like, I was dropping just tons of money, and then like, I was taking some extra like classes for. Uh, I was gonna at one point I was like, oh, let's fucking sell insurance. Why not? So I was. It, it was near a comic book store, and then these classes were like for a little over a week. So every day I'd go to the comic book store and spend like fifty extra bucks. Or like, oh, this one has really absolutely nothing to do with anything that I like, but I'm gonna get it. <laughs> well, you have to at that point. Yeah, exactly. So this was right about the time. Like this has been a, it's been a hot minute. Uh, the original Fifty Two was mm-hmm. like the big thing at the time. So I was buying like everything that had a tie-in, and then I think uh, Marvel also had like a big uh, event going on. So I was getting all of that stuff, and then all the independents that like might have something to do with it. So like I had to, I had to get out. I had to, I had to go comic book rehab. You're a smart man. I think yeah. I'm down to. I think I pick up Star Wars comics, and that's about it. And a couple like uh, <laughs> an indie here or there. So I feel like I'm down to, like maybe maybe twenty five dollars a month, and I feel well, real real good about that. I, yeah, that's a good one. I don't I don't buy anymore. I just uh, my entire wish list on Amazon is just every Trades. Hellboy related trade paperback <laughs> I do not own. <laughs> my goal is to own everything in trade paperback. Because I have 14 yeah. plus long boxes of comics in my basement, Whoa. and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I sell them, yard sale. Yeah, but I won't get anything out of them. I've, I've been tempted to give them yeah. away to like find yeah, like a, lo- a library or some, or you know, like a local kids. Oh, that'd kind, be cool. Kind of thing, and, and do like a giveaway for them. Um, yeah, that'd be real neat. But I, I don't know, because I want I want them to be read. I read everything I own. I read, so it's not like they were. Yeah. And I've got some valuable stuff. I just... Oh, that'd be... I, I just, yeah. I have, I have a buddy that's trying to get rid of them. And he was like, hey, just come over and make a price off, man. That's all. And yeah, I bet... Same a, way, I got like 20 long boxes. Yeah, I've had a couple couple times where people have been like, oh, yeah, I'll take those off your hands for it. And I'm like, eh, you need to raise that just <laughs> a little bit. And then we can talk. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like, so I had a couple long boxes and some some water got to like I had a, a water heater burst and like took them all out. And so I was like, well, I'm not gonna rebuild this anytime. Like I didn't have anything crazy, like priceless or expensive or anything. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's always the worry I have with it being in my basement is that it's, you know, it's. It's not a. It's it's yeah. It's three quarters finished, but that one part that's that quarter that's not finished. There's always the <laughs> that's potential. Where live. Yeah. yeah. Well, not like that, but you've got. Uh, it's Minnesota, and my house is from the '50s, so sometimes uh, you'll get water will come up, and you'll get damp floor from the. Just from the uh, meltage. Really? Yeah, I did it. Get it in this house. Oh man. Uh, not often, but I get it. Put that shit up on some two by. Um, let me figure something out. I need to finish this goddamn basement. Hey, I yeah. told you anytime. Yeah, I got time. I got figure out something to do. Well, yeah, I got money to do that. Well, we can start without Sell money. some of those comic books. Yeah, that's true. I want to uh, the lot the quarter of the basement's not done. I want to turn into a, just a complete D and D room. And my wife wants to put a camera on the ceiling. So we can run it to the TV so she can see combat from sitting on the couch. <laughs> I don't have to play. I can just watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, so she can be That's in the same good. room, but like uh, for like when I've got all the 3D miniature stuff out and like the uh-huh. 3D caverns and stuff built. Trying to see oh, through gotcha. walls while you're sitting down is a. Yeah. People get irritated about it. Yeah. I don't. I, I just. I don't get irritated. Yeah. I, I love being able to sit. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be able to see all that crazy shit, and I like to build it. I, I like theater of the mind, but man, when you've got a table full of miniatures and crazy like yeah, three stories worth of, of buildings, and we had one we played not too long ago where we had uh, houses that were like floating in the air. That was cool. Like in three dimensions, and people kind of lost their mind yeah. over it. It was pretty fun. Can't theater the mind that. You, you can. Could. You, you can. can. You can. You can pretend. You can pretend. But then everybody wants to go, am I five feet away? Like, do you want to? Do I have advantage? <laughs> can I sneak attack? That's where that's where he and I have very different DMing styles. <laughs> I'm like, no, you cannot do any of those things. Get out of here. I'm just like, hey, if it's all theater of the mind, tell me what's happening. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Well, That's, I would also recommend that the thing that we do we we do a uh, our D and D podcast with, out our out of heel turn radio D and DDT. I know that Beard uses. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but I would highly recommend um, is Killian Roll, Killian Rolled and Told. Yeah. What is that? It's a comic. It's sort of a comic, but it's sort of like an old school like D and D zine. There's like a. Uh-huh. There's like a four, maybe like a four to six hour adventure in it, and then maybe just kind of a two to three hour uh, adventure, and then they, there's also um, actually I might have some right here. Um, it's a visual medium. It's not like he's going to be able to see them, but I can kind of uh, <laughs> tell you what it's about. They're like eight bucks or something like that, and they come out monthly, and they have uh, a main adventure, a mini adventure. And then they have uh, like a short article on running a game, uh, another article on memorable monsters, one on kind of like crafting adventures, and then they also have kind of like comic book style maps, and then like a couple of 
pages, and they have pre-made characters in them that they provide, and then, uh, you know, you can use those characters to to have folks uh, play in it, but they improve those as the, the comic has been going on, and then they also put in, like, NPCs or stat blocks for, for people. It's just, like, a really well-put-together, like, well-illustrated thing, and it's, like, cool. eight bucks, so we've run what a couple... Uh, of those for a D and D U T. Yeah, definitely worth eight bucks. Uh, I just picked it up at the comic store, so uh, you could order them online as well yeah. in case you don't want it the temptation. But uh, yeah, I just <laughs> pick them up at my my local comic shop. Awesome. That sounds real cool. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Definitely worthwhile, and they're well put together. They're like a hardier sock of paper. Yeah, it's like, and I think it's like a, so it's like a, it's it's like a sixty-four page giant comic book. Um, so, yeah, it's nice and nice and beefy. Lion Forge and Killian Press. So, yeah, not too shabby. So Zane, is there anything upcoming you want to plug? Uh. Just mainly my like my podcasts. I've got those. They're both real cool. Um, how did this get booked? I here lately for some reason. Every time I talk about it, I keep saying how did this get made because it's uh, awesome. not my podcast. But it I is wish good. it was. That's why I rip it off. Um, <laughs> how did this get booked? Uh, me and Jake Manning. We get a uh, comedian who is not a wrestling fan, and we show him some of the worst and the best and the most bizarre wrestling out there. Uh, and it's more of. Um, as wrestlers, we can become very jaded or like too uh, detail oriented to be like this is awful. But then you just show someone that's not really that has no horse in the the race, and they're just like, "Oh, this wasn't bad. This was cool. That was neat." And so we did that for so long that now we're looking at it now just as much of the podcast as us trying to look at it with a new new viewer's eye. I'm like, you know what? Like, it kind of sucked, but I get what they were going for. And the overall, <laughs> overall idea was cool. Um, so that's that's been kind of cool because it's made us be less critical about stuff. Uh, and so that's also made it to where we can watch stuff that might not actually be bad. Like, we were able to do... Like, I know we were at, at a time, like, everybody was shit on WWE super hard, so we're like, well, let's do the next pay-per-view. And it wasn't bad. Like, everybody still shit on it, but, like, no, like, this was pretty fucking good. Like, it might have been, like, a backlash or something. The newest backlash. Yeah, I think that's uh, so. That was cool. And then, uh, then my other one is extra talented wrestling podcast. Uh, back in 2016, I did the bar fight with the bar, and uh, got put through a wall and all this stuff. And so, my podcast is about me as someone that's done extra talented work. Uh, or extra talent work gets other people that have done the extra talent, done the enhancement matches, have been security, have been rose, uh, rosebuds. We talk about uh, their time there, who the agent was, uh, what food they ate at catering, and then like kind of what makes them themselves outside of being a wrestler. So those are my two big things. Um, uh, trying to think about like the bigger shows that are coming up. Uh, they have a show on the High Spots Wrestling Network coming up this Sunday, March 10th, called Rise of a Champion. Um, me and Caleb Conley are going to be wrestling a team called the Ugly Ducklings. In a tables, ladders, and chairs match. That's uh, an ongoing feud you've had going for a little bit now that you and Caleb got back together, right? Yep, yep. It's been our, our, our first big feud. Uh, and then me and Caleb have been getting a bunch of uh, 
messages and bookings. We're doing better as a tag team now as we're older than we were when we first started this. Um, but we got a lot of good stuff coming down the line. Uh, me, Caleb, and Jake uh, will be at all of the uh, super cons that are coming through. We have Miami. We have Raleigh. We have Richmond. We have St. Louis. We have Minnesota. Can you explain um, SuperCon to those who don't know real quick? Because I, I think that is absolutely genius. And I think actually so in Minneapolis it, it might be called something different because we have... GalaxyCon. Uh, yeah, it's GalaxyCon up here. Yeah. That, that we, they are in the process of selling the SuperCon name. Um, so what it is, it's, it's a very large uh, comic book, anime, uh, TV, just convention. It's a huge comic book convention and it's full of cosplayers and whatnot, but what I uh, particularly both do and help run is the uh, fantasy super cosplay wrestling. So we get um, known indie wrestlers from all across uh, the country, and we give them uh, cosplay characters to be. We give them characters to be, and then we have professional costume makers. We make these costumes, and we go and we write weekend-long storylines and, and arcs for... Uh, for all these characters and how they're all there, what reasons they're 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 there for. So like Caleb Conley is Star Lord, and you know he's Caleb's a beautiful man, and he takes his shirt off, and the girls go crazy, and we want that to happen every single night. Uh, Jake Manning is a Deadpool. I am Roadhog for the game called Overwatch, and so we just try to find people that kind of fit those things. Um, and then some people like we have people that are obvious choices like we've had brian cage be bane but you know you have one of the most recognizable guys in independent wrestling and we put him under a hood but yeah we have brian cage and bane <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's amazing awesome. yeah i, that's, I yeah, that's real real cool part i cannot wait for for you guys to be up here for that that is that that is right up there for me like knowing that that's going to be up here that's we uh we'll travel to go see chikara in chicago um oh awesome but we uh, that'll be something we will definitely all have on our calendars to make sure we. Attend. It's super entertaining. Everybody has a great time. Uh, there, and we we have like a 30, 40 person roster, but we put on two hour shows. But the wrestling's like six minutes long, and then there's you know segments, and we do live commentary, which normally I hate, but <laughs> it works here for this particular particular thing. Um, but yeah, man, and the talent we have coming in, like I said, we will have Eric Cannon coming up um we have penelope ford coming in uh alley cat is already a, a member nice That's awesome. uh, so i mean we just have tons sue young is already there uh diamante is already there we just have a, a million miles of talent nice so where uh where can our listeners find you online where like where can they follow uh the podcast and everything else uh you can follow me personally uh my twitter is zanexcore uh, Z-A-N-E-X-C-O-R-E I used to be in hardcore bands when I was young and had a Twitter and the guy that has Zane Riley keeps saying he's going to fucking sell it to me and that cocksucker never does fuck um, that guy that's some you shit you can find me on that motherfucker uh, he's a really good photographer too so I can't really complain to him <laughs> he's really good at what he does so I understand we've had uh, that problem with some like random international dude who's uh, initials are the same as the acronym for the local wrestling promotion that we do social media <laughs> for, and he's just literally like not there. But none of the social media platforms will will give the uh, give the handles up on Instagram or Twitter. Oh man! 
It's the worst. Uh, my Instagram is uh, IAW Zane Riley. I am wrestling Zane Riley. Uh, and then my Facebook is just Zane Riley because that's my real name. No thrills, no chills. Um, HowThisGetBooked.com. You can find that podcast. We also have a thing on there right now called The Power for Wrestling. Uh, it's a t-shirt that Jake Manning is selling. I forgot to plug this a moment ago, so I'll get it in here. Uh, so it's a Power for Wrestling, and we're trying to use it as to show that as shitty as pro wrestling can be and the bad stigma that it gets, there's something in there that can be beneficial. So we sell these shirts um, and we give all proceeds to right now it's going to the timeout youth center here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a LGBTQ safe place for uh, teens. Uh, so all of our proceeds are going to that right now. Uh, so you can get that. How did this get book.com? And then as far as my podcast, uh, what I do it all alone is uh, some form of extra talented, uh, it's Extra Talented Podcast on Instagram, Extra Talented PC on Twitter, and then Extra Talented Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Beautiful. I cannot recommend those podcasts enough. Um, they go right to the top of my queue every time there's a release. Then I have, I have a, lot of, a bunch of other ideas for podcasts, but I either uh, don't know how to make them work or don't have the people to do it. So, but I've got a couple other ideas. I've got a lot of really good names. We'll be happy. I wish wrestling fans read a bunch. Read a bunch. <laughs> we'll, uh, we should talk about those off of off of the podcast, so we don't uh, you know give up any of the good stuff. But we have a bunch of dumb ideas for podcasts too. So maybe uh, maybe we can uh, get our our collabo on when you're up here in November. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks thanks so much for coming on. Uh, the mic is always open. And uh, we'll be back here uh, for the Mindy wrap-up uh, in our last segment right after this. We've been live with Zane Riley. Uh, go check out his podcast, pick up a Power Pro Wrestling shirt, and uh, follow him on all of the social media. Thanks, sir. <laughs>
um, and you can exchange thoughts and ideas and things that you love, man, nothing better. It is one of those wonderful, encouraging things about humanity when you uh, talk to someone and you have a lot of interesting crossroads in life that are common, um, but they are, are also someone that you are a big fan of their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they continue to do new and interesting things that just make you a bigger fan of them. Um, so that was one of the highlights for me that we've had in a while. So thank you, sir, for uh, taking the time to come on our, our little old podcast that could. No problem. No problem, King. <laughs> uh, we should have, we should have gotten on that when we we're there. We should should have really gussied him up, man. Anyway, uh, we'll see him in person. I have a feeling, and then we'll, we can we can talk we can talk rubs and marinades, and then do it then. Yeah, we're gonna start a new podcast together called the Hard Rub. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, but I'm sure he's in. Uh, so speaking of the Hard Rub. <laughs> This weekend, two big shows here on the Mindy scene. We've got MWE Presents Politically Incorrect featuring Nick Eugene Dismore, Dinsmore. Apologies. Uh, also signed to appear uh, CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, international Lucha Libre superstar, the zombie killer Mentalo, one of our favorites, um, Mitch Paradise, Joey Jet Avalon, White Ooh. Kryptonite, Aaron Corbin, The Tangerine Dream, Ricky Love, Half of the Canadian Wrestling Elite's Tag Team Champions, the Canadian Crusher, A.J. Sanchez. Uh, friend or Foe, Buckshot, Bobby Brennan, Jack Ledger. The Real, Brock Hall and Ethan Matthews. Russell Rogue. Um, many more. Josh Price, I think, making his MWE debut there. That's a stacked, stacked card again. Yeah. Brian you, Blade, uh, Belgian Bull. If you're not getting out and checking out one of their shows, really take the time to do so. Yeah, give it a shot. Champions Hall in Prairie, Minnesota, Saturday, March 16th, 2019. VIP doors open at 6. GA open at 6.30. Bell time, 7. Um, yeah. People, you can pick up tickets at Champions Hall, uh, an agency underground out in Hopkins, Minnesota, or online at CWETickets.com. Remember when Hopkins was cool? Michael Hogan, Hopkins is still cool, Daddy. Yeah, you are not... You are not, though. Um, also, March 16th, Pro Wrestling Battleground presents Super Fight 2019. Woo. And what a bunch of super fights we have. That is. Uh, Talked about stat card again. Yeah. Doors open at 5.30. Bell at 6. As always, GA available at the door, but not the genuine article. No. General admission, $12 for adults, $6 for kids. Levy Cruz in the fast lane taking on a uh, returning Paul Verk, the problem. After some international travel, will Paul Verk be well-traveled or just jet-lagged? He's been uh, rubbing elbows with the great Kali. So does he have an elbow left? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, so the scene, Sebastian Taylor taking on uh, Japanese sensation Damon Spriggle. Got giant Griffin taking <laughs> on Japanese the guy. Renaissance Ricky Norin. That's a feud that has had some miles on it. There. Yeah, I, uh, Something's got to give. Uh, I hope that it's another of Ricky's beautiful gallery-ready portraits over giant griffins abnormally large gourd. Possibly. The Renaissance. We love you. Uh, big shout-out to the Renaissance, Ricky Noren, and the revolutionary Bill Williams for coming on the podcast last week. 
at MAW and uh, in the comfort of our own mud pit. Um, Very true. Tag Team Championship, rematch, Nikki Heat, Cal Creed getting another shot at the Black Plague. Somehow managed to survive the champions, but... Uh, Why would you go back for more? I don't know. I would A fool's errand. A fool's errand, indeed. Perhaps a fool's errand for the three challengers, Angel Dorado, Devon Monroe, Kyle Pro challenging breakout championship Riley... Breakout champion Riley Jackson in a ladder match. Riley Jackson, dangerous when his feet are on the ground... Muy dangerous when they're on a ladder. Okay. I, I would you say intriguing good match. or muy good? Muy good. Muy good. Especially with Kyle Pro potentially showing some love for Kyle or for excuse me for uh, Riley Jackson, mm-hmm. and Riley Jackson showing some love back. Last time I was at a show, this is why Riley Jackson was kicked out of the firm. Yeah, you heard it here first, Team Ricky. He's. Well, it's because it's awful. Team Ricky. Forever. 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 Ever. <laughs> uh, last man standing, Brandon Gore, Darren Corbin. The uh, the headgear is off. The singlet's thrown to the side. They'll still be wearing clothes, but this will be a last man standing match. And I'm very excited and intrigued about some of the feuds the Battleground's been putting together lately. Battleground putting together excellent cards, really finding interesting matchups, and... Putting together talent in a fashion that we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I, I am intrigued, as always, by the cards that they've been putting together of late. I think they're always known for putting together stellar wrestling cards, you know, matches that will turn out um, fantastically and provide good entertainment. But I think in the last six months, they have really kind of upped the ante with the diversity of the cards they're putting together, new matchups. Um, new graduates bringing in some fresh talent and and having them go up against you know kind of early graduates or you know longtime staples in the in the Twin Cities scene like Darren Corbin, um, it makes me very happy. It makes me very uh, very very split on where I want to go to on uh, on March sixteenth. So many places right now that are, are just vying for your dollars mm-hmm. and being forced to step up their game mm-hmm. and give you a real, real difficult choice mm-hmm. of where you're going to spend your wrestle money. And great value. Speaking of great value, Battleground Championship on the line as Atomic Thunder Frog challenges the never-ending nightmare Scott Story in the main event of Super Fight 2019. Uh, Clash of Styles. I'm feeling froggy. Yeah. That'd be what? If Frog wins, it's his second reign? Might be. Errol's uh, reign was real short. He took it off Scott, and Scott took it right back. Yeah. You can't uh, kill what's already dead inside. That's true. Um, so, straight out of Crystal Lake, Wilevsky's Blue Saloon, March 16th, Pro Wrestling Battleground, Super Fight 2019. Thanks again to Zane Riley. Thanks again to the Renaissance Revolution. Thanks, as always, to all of our listeners, everybody who follows us on social media, at Heel Turn Radio everywhere, Heel Turn Radio on Instagram, Heel Turn Radio on the Facebooks. Listen to the product. Check out DDT if you haven't had a chance yet. We're real happy, uh, real proud about it. Loved having a chance to talk some D&D, D&D and DDT with, uh, with Zane on the podcast. And uh, yeah, Keep your eyes open for Dive Club episodes. When that starts to resurface, 
Oh, well, maybe by the time you've listened to this, something has already bum, happened bum, with Dive bum. Club. Oh, y'all should have listened to the podcast last week. But, uh, that's it. He'll turn out. Sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard.